HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to Spill and Dish, a new podcast from the Specialty Food Association. Founded in 1952, SFA is the leading trade association and source of information about the $175 billion specialty food industry. We champion the food producers, retailers, and other buyers who make up the specialty food world. If you want to know more about membership, visit specialtyfood.com. In each episode, we want to share the stories behind the products made and sold by our members who are helping shape the future of food. You can listen and discover the inspiration, recipe, craft, culture, ingredients, and production methods that help answer the question, what makes specialty food special? I'm today's host, Megan Rooney, Program Development Manager at SFA. We're excited to bring you today's episode and so happy to be working with Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit podcast network covering the world of food, drink, and agriculture, and expanding the way eaters think about food. Today's guest is David Schmunk, founder and managing director of African Dream Foods, a purpose-driven fair trade company that crafts socially conscious hot sauces and spices in order to deliver authentic flavor and promote wildlife conservation. David is the recipient of the 2023 SFA Leadership Award for Emerging Leader. Congrats and welcome to Spill and Dish, David. Thank you for having me. Of course. So can you tell us what African Dream Foods produces? So we have right now uh, eight flavors of hot sauces, and not all of them are hot. Some of them are just for the main market. One's a barbecue sauce, one's a, a sweet sauce. Then we have a couple of fermented sauces that are kind of in the same s- flavor profile as a, like a Tabasco. We call them mm-hmm. like our Habanasco and our Jalanasco. And then we have a couple uh, peri-peri sauces. And we have a bird's eye chili sauce and an African ghost. And then we also have three seasonings, um, Actually, three spicy salts and one seasoning. So four of them are like sea salt mixed with a pepper of, it, of its own. So it's uh, it's our initial lineup. That's what we launched with. Uh, in the future, we are going to have other products that uh, someone we're working on now. But uh, I think we wanted to test the hot sauce market because it's like it's such a niche uh, market and it's kind of a, a big community. 
everyone's mm -hmm. i think rooting for each other and it's kind of like the more hot sauce companies there are i feel like it kind of grows the whole industry of the hot sauce uh um enthusiasts you know it's kind of like a craft beer you know when, if you're into craft beer you'll try a bunch of them you're not just going to drink like one beer and with hot sauce i think it's the same and we just want to kind of bring the flavors of africa and, and show the world what africa has to offer with these sauces and then hopefully with future products great yeah that sounds like a really wide range of flavors for a launch so yeah well done it's it'd be so much easier to have just like one hot sauce that you just kind of promote but there's different um you know, heat tolerances out there and different like flavor preference. Some people love the vinegary mm -hmm. hot sauces. Some people like the savory hot sauces. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some people can only take like, and we have a scale on our, on our label. Some people can literally take like a, a three out of 10 and that's all they can handle. Mm -hmm. And some people eat the ghost pepper that we have and it's like, yeah, it's okay. So we kind of like, we want to stick in the range. We're not trying to like hurt people with like the <laughs> hottest and we, we don't want to make it like impossible for people to try. So we just want kind of everybody to try sauces and um, I guess introduce more people to the, to like, you know, the condiments, you know, putting different condiments instead of like ketchup and you know, like different mm -hmm. sauces based on what you're eating and stuff. So I think we had to go with a big range and like we want to do more sauces as well. But I feel like um, it'd be nice to have some other products that kind of complement the sauces as well. Yeah, totally. So. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how the idea for this company came about? Well, I was doing a completely different business back in like 2017. Um, I was in the uh, parts and motorcycle uh, business and um, I was just going to China for uh, meeting, you know, for, for business for my other uh, for the motorcycle stuff. And, you know, I'd go to these trade shows and um, uh, there was like a Shanghai Food and Wine Expo there in Shanghai kind of toward the end of my trip every time um, and so I just started going to that and mm -hmm. like literally just discovering how massive the food industry is and um, it got me really excited and um, you know just you know go around looking at what the other people are doing and getting ideas rolling and in the background is like just like small time uh, like online e-commerce entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, we're selling um, you know for a very niche market motorcycle industry is like so niche like one percent of people like have motorcycles mm -hmm. whereas the food industry is so massive and um it's literally unlimited so i kind of wanted to just get into the food business and the hot sauce um you know just i'm a natural fan of hot sauces and like i was kind of looking at the industry and um i just felt africa was very underrepresented and um have some family in africa and mm. uh, one of our founders arthur is uh, living in south africa right now so um wanted to bring something from like Africa and represent uh, like the African market. You know, we don't have enough products here from Africa, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so poor there and there's so many like different like struggles and stuff. And I feel like um, there's interesting foods and, and concepts and flavors and stuff that Africa has to offer. And that's not represented here on the shelves um, yeah. in the mainstream. You know, you can get it in specialty shops, but like if you go to, you know, a big, you know, retail store that you usually go to, it's not going to be there. So um, we wanted to bring like a mainstream market uh, product on the shelves. And I, I, I think that's my goal is like to see more African products and um, different, you know, different things that you buy every day for your for your groceries. Mm -hmm. We don't want to just be like a niche hot sauce 
manufacturer. We want to introduce more African stuff to the U.S. market, and you know, by buying it, you'll support wildlife conservation. So that's the whole kind of brand idea. Whereas, like, you know, there's so many charities and donations people like ask for, like, mm-hmm. okay, donate to this, donate to this. Um, but I think that like mixture of business and um, doing like something good too. Um, and combining it is like uh, more than like a one plus one. You know, it's like, I think it like kind of builds off of each other and some people really want to help. Some people don't really care, but like they love the product. Um, and I mean, eventually you want to create a product that just people love and they'll naturally kind of support uh, the mission that um, mm-hmm. uh, the company supports and stuff, whether they care about it or not. Yeah, so, so whether people find you via their love of hot sauce or yeah. their want to help do good, they can still find you. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so how many years have you been in the industry now? Uh, well, I started kind of doing research for everything in um, like 2018, toward the 20, uh, late 2018. And um, so I went to Africa first time in uh, 2017. And then I came back uh, again in 2018. And then I just kind of like spent some time there. I went to different factories and um, kind of learned like the industry a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we launched actually we had a kickstarter um we raised like fifty thousand fifty something thousand for wow. for the launch um and i want to give a shout out to all my kickstarter people because like um i feel like the people that like you know put up the money and, and buy a product that hasn't even launched yet um like those guys are uh like those guys are really great and like they're they're part of the reason where you know new brands come about and stuff there's there's other launches on kickstarter but so we launched that on kickstarter officially we shipped in uh, uh, G- G- uh march or in the summer we had like a dual rollout of um we shipped the product probably in may mm-hmm. of 21 so like just about a year and a half um, and actually sfa uh last year um was our first food show so oh, great. Um, yeah, this is our second uh, SFA show, and I think it's really great. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, the flavors that you're using in your sauces and your products, they're definitely not your typical flavors that you would experience here growing up. Um, did your parents encourage you to try new foods? Um, where did your love of foods really come from? Um, I, I wouldn't say my parents encouraged us to try new foods. Uh, we're like, um, I, I, I was born in former Soviet Union, so we immigrated here, mm-hmm. uh, when I was seven. So we ate my mom's cooking basically until like I was in high school and stuff. And, um, I think, I mean, it's really, I mean, she's a great cook and I, I enjoy her food still like going back for Thanksgiving. It's the best, but I wouldn't say at all. Like they encouraged us like. I think um, trying new foods and stuff like comes from traveling, uh, which I enjoy, and mm-hmm. like seeing what other people are eating and, and how they're eating, and even going to like food shows. Um, I think it's like a, such a great way to see what um, you know other people in other countries are doing, get ideas and stuff. And um, so I think the love of um, I think it's more like I don't know if it's the love of food. Um, I do love hot sauce, but it's more like I don't know curiosity Um, yeah curiosity and seeing if this idea will work to be honest like Mm -hmm. i had a goal in mind like i'll spend um you know this amount of money and and launch the the business and see how it goes because we've we've uh 
me and my team, none of us are from the food industry. So we were kind of just kind of figuring it out as it goes and like asking people and just putting two and two together and like kind of just trying different stuff and, you know, putting a food kind of brand together. And um, I think it's been really fun and it's been kind of been challenging, especially like launching during COVID and like having like factories closed down and delays mm -hmm. and, and the whole logistical process. So we actually that delayed us for probably like six months. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask about some of the obstacles that you faced when bringing your brand to market. Can you speak a little more to that? Um, so we're, uh, we made our own bottles and that was kind of a, a challenge. Like most hot sauce companies, they'll just like buy their bottle um, from, you know, and that's why they all look the same. Mm -hmm. We wanted to like do something that when somebody looks at it uh, on the shelf, it's going to pop out at them. So we had to like redesign the concept of I wanted a bottle that's a little bit bigger, has a little bit a little bit wider and has a little bit more real estate mm. and to put like a portrait of an animal on it from Africa. So like when you look at our, our bottle of sauce, you'll immediately think of Africa. And that was kind of the, the idea is we wanted to people kind of remember Africa and like, uh, and like, you know, see a, a lion or something and kind of just pick it up. Cause it's interesting. It's different. Mm -hmm. And then kind of see about the company. And um, so the challenges were like, we made our own bottle. We made the mold. We, um, the logistics with that during COVID, you know, factories being shut down, the delays, mm -hmm. um, everything ending up being costing more. Like the shipping, for example, a container went from like, you know, $3,000 to like $8,000. Like, so just the cost and stuff and the cost overruns, I think, you know, uh, especially when you're delayed, like you'll, um, you know, you obviously need more funds. And mm -hmm. um, I think the logistical process was kind of uh, a, a challenge, uh, but it, it's kind of like, it's just part of it. Like just solving these problems and like um, when you're st trying to start something is uh, kind of, uh, can be fun too. Yeah, like the problem like solving. Just figuring part. stuff out, like how to, like how to go from like making a label and, um, you know, making sure you all your FDA stuff is in order and, and all that stuff. So just like figuring all that stuff out. And like, um, I have a small team that, um, they kind of all, we all work together on it and, um, they're all remote. Uh, we have, uh, Katya who's, uh, she's in, in Russia and kind of traveling. Mm. And then, um, Kimberly is our sales lead. Um, Katya is our project manager. Kimberly is our sales lead. Um, she's out of New Zealand. She used to live in South Africa. And then we have Natasha, who's in South Africa. And then we have um, our designer, who's in the Philippines, who wow. kind of designs the labels and stuff. And um, some IT support and stuff like in Germany. So and, and we all like meet whenever we need to on like Google Meets and mm -hmm. um, just kind of, I mean, try to be virtual and uh, uh, kind of outsource as much as you can for... Uh, kind of not needed stuff and just focus on building the brand and getting the uh, distribution mm -hmm. so that's so cool it's like a global effort yeah um is there anything that you would do differently if you could start over with this <sighs> whole process um, that's a tough question because uh i feel like uh I don't know if I would like it, how I could simplify it, you know, like mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know, I think it's good being on the ground and stuff. And like I uh, was last in South Africa before we launched the product. So like um, I had to kind of coordinate the launch, um, you know, not even being at the factory a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough. What would I do different? I would use different, like if I can go back and know what I know now, mm-hmm. um, we would use different uh, uh, caps for our, for our bottles, honestly, like just yeah. the logistical stuff, like because we had to go through so many radiations of caps, they're different. They wanted to have a colorful cap that kind of pops on. So we're kind of focusing on the product um, and then um, just like, you know, uh, about the caps, like uh, they're not perfect for all the sauces. And so mm-hmm. we had to redesign the bottle again. We had to make uh, kind of some small modifications and then redo the caps. And so we just like, like trial and error and stuff, like you use the wrong material or something and then um, you basically have to redo it and like the cost overruns on that. So, uh, but it's kind of like, I think, you know, the product should get better over time too. And you're like, your packaging should get more tight and, and everything. And that, mm-hmm. I think that happens over time, but um, I guess not knowing certain things and uh, having to redo it and just, it's costly. Yeah. But um, what would I do differently? I, I don't know. Cause our goal was to, you know, launch this product and start going to food shows and getting it out there. And we had to, you know, since COVID, like all the food shows were basically canceled and the, we were actually going to the New York one. That was going to be mm-hmm. our, our first one. Then it canceled kind of last minute. Yeah. Uh, so like having to transition to like a B2B model to get out there and uh, get recognized. So launching on Amazon and uh, Walmart.com and our website, kind of getting that more like focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that could have been avoided because it was just like circumstance what happened. But yeah. um no, I don't think I would do much different. I would just probably, like, I wish I, I just knew more things so that you just kind of learn along the way when you're launching for the first time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, what was the biggest surprise about getting involved in this food trade, in specialty food? Was there anything that struck you as a surprise? Um, you know, yeah, kind of like, you know, when you look at the food industry and you're, you're kind of like, and you're buying stuff at the grocery store and... Um, I don't know, most of the time you imagine it's like a like a, a big company or like you kind of like just the people behind it, I think. It's really interesting. A lot of these are like literally like two people uh brands and stuff, like mm-hmm. husband and wife making honey or whatever. Yeah. And, um kind of like businesses that they started and their passion and stuff. But um just I don't know, it's like um I mean, like, just kind of getting to know, like, the people around you in the booth and stuff and kind of, like, what they're doing and stuff. I don't know, kind of, you see the personal side of it, and it's, like, uh, it's, like, separate from the brand, Mm -hmm. but also their love for the brands, you know? They they really care about trying to, um, you know, it's, like, their baby and stuff, and so it's, like, uh, I don't know if that's surprising, but it's it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool to, to kind of observe yeah no it's so nice how the brands are kind of humanized and yeah you kind of become a fan of all of the brands in general just yeah. because you know that people are so invested and I they know. care so much yeah and you, you kind of like you know like it's a struggle and stuff sometimes especially if you're small and kind of like mm-hmm. so and it's it's fun to see like their passion and stuff for the for their brand yeah um, 
So going back to flavors and different kinds of products, where do you find inspiration for the new flavors and the products? Um, I think, honestly, at food shows, <laughs> it's like the best place to actually get ideas and see what people are, are doing, kind of what the trends are. Mm -hmm. um, like just ideas about how creative people are with packaging and stuff like that. And uh, so I think that's kind of the inspiration and seeing other people, uh, kind of what they're doing and kind of like, you know, you take some ideas from here and from here and then you kind of just observe the market and you see kind of uh, where it will be at or what, the, what, what people want and kind of, um, try to figure out if you know your idea is going to be what they actually want and stuff and mm -hmm. um, so I think the inspiration is just like the process honestly to see kind of how it's done and like figuring out the industry and stuff like I would like to be in this industry for a while and mm -hmm. uh, you know bring other products to to market and stuff and so um, it's the kind of like the big leagues I think of like um, you know doing business I think and it's fun like I think the it'd be fun to actually see your product that you created and that people made and like so far away uh, being consumed by you know people going to like their Kroger's or whatever mm -hmm. well I think with the emerging leader award that you won the other night um, you're definitely going to be in the industry for a while if you want to be yeah cool. um, and then my final question before we do our last segment is what do you want people to know about African dream foods that they may not already know? Huh? Well, like during the leadership award, I, I wish I plugged like our uh, hashtag send hot sauce. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So, uh, yeah, send hot sauce. Uh, and if you use that as a coupon code, you'll get 15% off. <laughs> so to, maybe we'll uh, use that as the title of this episode. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, like our whole idea was to um, kind of get people to like support an industry and also introduce other people to um, these flavors because like mm -hmm. we're not in big box stores. We're actually in Sprouts. Shout out to Sprouts. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm sure we'll get there. But uh, I wanted to get people to give these hot sauces to their friends and like um, like the product's very giftable. Like it's something you can take to like a dinner party um, you, or it, you can bring a chef's bottle to a dinner party instead of like a mm -hmm. bottle of wine. And um, it gets the conversation going um, if you're eating food. And so like we were kind of focusing on the scent hot, hot sauce hashtag that uh, <clears throat> they can tag uh, their friend or whatever and just like, uh, you know, buy a product and send it to their friend and then their friend can like tag somebody else and, mm -hmm. um, and do it. So. Um, it's really made for sharing, I guess the, what I would say, like the sauces are made for sharing and for, you know, conversation and for, um, enjoying it with the food. Yeah. Great. So we're almost out of time, but before you go, we'd like you to participate in our final segment, take five, five questions for our guest. First, we're going to pause for a break. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. 
Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back. I'm Megan Rooney of SFA speaking with David Schmunk of African Dream Foods. Let's jump into five questions for our final segment, Take 5. Question 1. What is your favorite thing about the specialty food industry? Food shows. Great. Two, what is the one thing that SFA has made easier for you as a specialty food business owner? Um, you know, I think uh, SFA has been really great and like uh, kind of, um, I mean, they put us on, on their website. You know, if you're an SFA member, you have, uh, you know, kind of, it's a very searchable thing. You know, once uh, uh, your product's in SFA, uh, then, you know, it comes up on search, like when people are trying to find it, I guess, like helping us get discovered. Yeah. Um, kind of can help legitimize a brand too. Yeah, exactly. Three, if you weren't running a business, what would you be doing? Um, I feel like I always have to kind of do run a business, like, or, or it's kind of like boring, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, if I didn't have to, uh, run a business. I feel like even when I'm old, I'm probably still going to be trying to do something just cause mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, but I'd probably be, um, skiing or surfing. Nice. Four. What's one piece of advice you'd give a new food business? Hmm. Um, I would say like, be realistic with like expectations and don't expect it to be really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I thought that we would grow way faster. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, it takes time to get into these stores. Like um, they have a review period and they, uh, they'll consider the brand. Sometimes they'll see you at the food show and, you know, they'll kind of like get the conversation started, but they're kind of just feeling you out and um you know keep going to food shows and just uh getting out there and and like you know try to get the brand out there as much as possible but um don't expect it to be like a super fast process Mm -hmm. like it takes time and good things take time i think totally um and then our final question how do you define specialty food uh i guess food that's not that mainstream yet Mm-hmm. that's trying to make it you know st- like startup brands that are trying to make it um and some of them have made it or like are in the process of being made i guess i like that that's great david thanks again for speaking with me today before we go please tell everyone where they can find you 
Um, you guys can find us at Sprouts in California and uh, soon at, in uh, all of the Sprouts in the U.S. Um, and Amazon and our website, AfricanDreamFoods.com. Great. You can find out more about this show at SpecialtyFood.com and HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And remember to follow wherever you get your podcasts. Come back often to get to know the people who are shaping the future of food. And if you are in the food industry yourself, consider becoming a member of SFA by visiting our membership section on SpecialtyFood.com. Special thanks to African Dream Foods and to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. This is Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast. Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast, is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.